0: On the tone, it's time to turn it up. Got RC on my mind and I just can't get enough. On the tone, take a seat and listen up. About to find out what's been causing all the fuss. On the tone, it's time to turn it up. Got RC on my mind and I just can't get enough. On the tone, take a seat and listen up. About to find out. been causing all the fuss sit back once again kicking it with my friends or see like a religion we focus we on the mission so carefully pay attention we fixing it, dive in it sit back and ride with it cause this is just the beginning some of us trying to win it some of us never finish addicted to nitro engines that's why we sticking with it my life goals are thinking but right now i'm listening to mark jeff and Tyler. they fire and real with it i'm constantly ticking. Tune in, I'm ready, let's get it started Laughing until I fought it, it's a talk all party On the tone, it's time to turn it up Got OC on my mind and I just can't get enough On the tone, take a seat and listen up About to find out what's been causing all the fuss On the tone, it's time to turn it up Got OC on my mind and I just can't get enough On the tone, take a seat and listen up About to find out what's been causing all the fuss. It's that R.C. Texas talk, all up in the drum. Take a seat, lean back, we about to have fun. R.C. Texas talk, choice that like light poles. You about to learn something, ready set, sit, here we go. R.C. Texas talk, all up in the drum. to have fun. The RC Texas top, charged up like light bulbs. You about to learn some? Ready, set, here we go. We love this. We race hard today the A from the backyard. We clip cards, for the hell of it. Yeah, we love the stars and the sponsors love it. It's that RC Texas talk all up in your ear drum. Take the seat and lean back. We about to have fun. RC what is up guys
1: on the tone episode 77 we got the original crew here tonight it's just me and jeff arnold that's right <laughs> <laughs> the OG. So you guys are probably expecting it just be a one-on-one interview because I kind of promoted it as a one- oh, look. We're still we're still playing music over here because I kind of promoted it as a one-on-one interview, and it is. But I wanted someone to man the uh, the comments because it's hard to interview people and like watch the comments the whole time. Oh yeah, I mean, you're honestly you just want to see the comments and what people are saying. So so I just needed some backup. That's all. Yeah, exactly. I need some backup. And Jeff has always got my back. Hell yeah. No matter what. I call. I, I seriously. I called him, like maybe. Two hours before we start, I said, "Jeff, can you be here?" He's like, "I'll be there." So he's here. So if you got any questions, feel free to post it in the live feed. And uh, I'm actually going to hand this over to you now, Jeff. I want to say, "Oh yeah, I gotta, here we go." I can just take this out. Oh. oh, that's right. Oh, oh, oh got dang! Oh, dang. <laughs> All right,
2: we're good. Have another plug on that time. All right, I'm so I.
1: It? No, you can. Yeah, you can plug on the other side. All right, got to set Jeff up because he's uh... mentally
2: retarded with yeah. computers. Yeah.
1: Yep, basically I was going to say that, but I didn't want to be like that. There you go. You see that goes in that hole. Yep, got you. All right, now we're awesome. going. So, sorry about missing Thursday. If you're my friend on Facebook, you know why we missed Thursday. And I, I don't mind telling you. I, I had a loss in my family. Uh, my father-in-law passed away. And I was actually really close to my father-in-law, so it was tough and I need to be there for my wife obviously it was a really tough time for my wife if anyone's lost their father um I'm really sorry it's a it's a tough thing I don't even know what I'm going to do if I when I lose my dad it's going to be it's going to be hard but if you guys don't mind I'm going to do a moment of silence for him so we'll be right back All right. Rest in peace. Anyways, yeah, sorry about missing Thursday. Uh most everyone understood why I missed Thursday, but we Jeff knows I'm like really hardcore. I'm like I'm really tough on these guys. I'm making sure we don't miss programs. And uh I it was it was tough for me to miss, <laughs> miss Thursday, but we did. But we're going to be back. We're doing this Monday one to make up for Thursday. We're probably going to skip um this Thursday because we will be recording live from the icebreaker, the twenty eighteen icebreaker. That's
2: right. That's right. And I'm
1: hoping fast. if if everything goes as planned, we're gonna have Rhonda, we're gonna have Adam. Which Rhonda's coming down to she's coming down to get her butt kicked. Like Oh I can't and, wait. Dude, she's fast. I can't she's wait. Fast. And I will dude, you're probably the only person that's got my back on this. Like my only chance is at Indy. <laughs> Come
2: on, dude, my <laughs> no. only chance is at Indy. That that Yes, that, that's a true
1: fact. <laughs> Your only chance is at Indy, dude. I, I think, I think I'm gonna get her, dude. I, okay, so let's just put this: way. if it was just e-buggy, I would say I'm about 75% sure I'm gonna get her. The problem is, is if we go nitro buggy, I'm, I'm about 50-50, and that's only because I got the Asian luck.
2: That's tough because I know Drake. Drake, being, my pick guy's better than Drake. You're damn right. That is exactly right. <laughs> that's
1: right. You can't argue that. Shit. No, I can't argue that. It's <laughs> best damn pick guy on the face of this earth. So, yeah, so we'll be recording next week, next Thursday, at, uh, the Icebreaker, NDRC World Icebreaker. And we're also, I'm going to do another vlogging video for that race. I did one for last year, which I watched that video again last year. That's actually pretty cool. If you, if you are not following or subscribed to my channel, go subscribe to my channel on YouTube, and I'm covering all these races. I'm even club, covering club races right now. Really? Yeah, because I ain't scared, because I, I like me. the party. That's why. <laughs> And uh I actually I fired up a vlog before we started this podcast to kind of give everyone a rundown of what we go through before the podcast and Jeff just about pissed himself. I tell you what i couldn't even imagine
2: <laughs> all right now, I remember what Jake Dillinger did at Thornhill. <laughs> he locked up i couldn't imagine what he would do with the vlog vlog is
1: hard is a lot harder the vlog is <laughs> a, lot harder a lot harder than harder podcast for sure, so the when I did that last it, I'm pretty easy going. I'm pretty comfortable in front of the camera. Obviously, I do the podcast every week, but that last one where it was just me, that I was a little scared. I'm not lie, I was a little nervous. I actually caught myself shaking as I was about to punch some keys on the keyboard. I was it was it was nerve wracking. But yeah, vlogging is it definitely puts me out of my comfort zone, which is why I do it. But please like and subscribe to my channel because I'm giving you some good content. I bought two TRX fours. Uh, I wanted a TRX four, then the Bronco came out, so I bought the Bronco TRX four. And I opened it up. on the last, the last, uh, the last vlog, in this next vlog that I've already made, I just got a post. You guys are really gonna like, um, especially you, you carpet guys. But I'm trying to bring all the communities together. I'm tired of freaking the off road guys being all snobby and all the, the uh, you know the basher guys being all intimidated. So it is what it is. I started it up. Dude, what's going on? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's...
2: If your pick, guy can read, read and damn uh, watch. Oh, God, my pit guy I stuff. really can't fucking read, apparently. <laughs> my pit guy no. If your pit guy can read and uh, damn stop watching, is way better than Adam Drake. What?
1: I don't know. No, I think you read that wrong. Your hey, do boy, me a favor. Grab that whiteboard and start writing that. How many watches we have right now? Uh, we actually got 90. Oh, 94. 90's not bad. Yeah, 94. All right, so you probably tuned in because we're gonna. I'm going to interview uh, Joey Christensen, which I'm about to call him in. Um, before I do that... I think I did it. I think I gave did all the house cleaning stuff, pretty much. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of stuff going. I, I want the guys down at Thornhill to know that I love you guys. We still and love you. I, I feel like <laughs> they they don't. It's not that they don't follow the podcast, but I feel like they they feel like we we really harbor towards the indie side. That's just my home track. You know what I'm saying? And I like I like everyone to say if if I live by Thornhill, I'll be at Thornhill every time. And I want to go to Thornhill real bad. And record, and the other thing is is my new job, obviously I've got to work more so I can't just be taking a lot of time off, so it's harder for me to get out there, but I love you guys, so follow, like, subscribe, and I'll be down there soon. Uh, okay, so we're calling him in. Let's do this. Let's do it. Freaking, freaking Nick Sablett, dude. Nick Sablett is all up JQ's ass. For what? Dude, his freaking head is so far up JQ's ass, it's like not even funny. I don't know it's, every. Is he, running he, for po- now? he po No, he posts every time about how awesome the JQ car is and how much he likes JQ's dong. It's freaking annoying. Okay. All right. Oh, <laughs> right, here we go. That's just- Mr. Joey. Yes, sir. Oh, there he is. What's up, Joey? You are live on On the Tone Tone. <laughs>
3: nice good to hear from you guys <laughs> hey thanks a lot for
1: being on the show and congratulations on another epic uh dirt nitro challenge man I'm, I'm i'm sad i missed it
3: uh thanks i appreciate it
1: so you you did something different this time you had that you, last time i was out there you actually had the uh, drone <laughs> course uh this time you had the the rock cross was it race rock racing
3: yep yep Dude, e4 you know, they call it e4 it. why is it called e4 yep U4, U, like, uh, <clears throat> I'm not exactly sure. It's four-wheel drive. <laughs> Maybe it's unlimited. You know, I'm not sure. They call I, it U4 for some reason. That could be
1: unlimited. When, when I first heard you said, when I first heard it was U4, I was like, under four class? I mean, there are kids that are racing under four. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs>
3: that would be starting them young. That would be awesome.
1: So that's awesome that you did that. It looks like, I mean, ever what the year, last year, what did you have? I know you have kind of like a specialty track. Do you have anything like drone racing or rock racing or rock car, yep. of course, last time? What did you have? Yep.
3: Well, two years ago we had the three separate tracks going fifth scale. We also had U4 and then the eighth scale, and we did the drone event. And then this year it was the it was the same fifth scale, uh, U4. We redid the whole course. And we had a great turnout for it, and then we did the drone race again. It's called the Phoenix Cup, and it was real successful. Lots of people came, and and uh, so we did pretty much the same same thing as the year before. It went great.
1: Awesome. That uh the drone yeah. thing is so cool at night. It's <laughs> uh, yeah,
3: the, all those... it's separated by all the motorhomes, so when you're actually on the like the r c side of the area there, it's so hard to see over all the motorhomes, uh, so it's hiding, so a lot of people they can only see it when they're up on the driver's stand, and then you physically have to turn around and kind of look over into the fields there, and people are like, "Wow, what's going on over there, even though it's only like hundred yards away it's it's uh, hard to see through all the people camping, but yeah, it looks awesome.
1: did you get the people from the the highway can see it though right?
3: Yeah, people from the highway can see it, so we got a lot of people pulling in, wondering what's going on, and they want to know if it's a rave or something. We're like, nope, it's drone races.
1: <laughs> it's <a> rave.
3: <laughs> so it, how? It did it didn't look like a
1: rave, though. It did. It, it, there's <laughs> yeah, a lot of laser did. lights. If you guys have never seen that, it, it's, it's it's just crazy. it it's almost looks like a haunted house. Like there's just a whole bunch of weird lights and everything everywhere. It's really cool. It's yep. like, like a carnival. bunch bunch of hoops yeah, pretty looking. Over, lit hoops. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah.
3: So um, it looks like glow in the dark hula hoops. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: How did this twenty eighteen uh, Nitro Challenge compare to the other ones? Was it uh, was it is it turnout? Does it seem like it's plateauing a little little bit, or is it still growing?
3: Um, well, from my end of it, I get to see who enters. You know, I I know all the people who who sign up. So this year, more than any, there was uh, tons of people that I've never seen come before. A lot of new faces. I think people that I think with the early on postings about the Fear Farm facility having a little trouble with the city that helped <laughs> yeah, well i think i think for a lot of people they thought man it's possible that this is the last nitro challenge at fear farm and i've always wanted to go and you know this might be the motivation to go so i, I we saw tons of families and people with their motorhomes drive from really far and a lot of the foreign people have never been before so i saw a lot of unfamiliar faces and uh i think the attendance was it's the same basically it's right around the same exact number as it was last year but i i try to discourage uh the day of sign up entries all year just because we have a noise curfew now after the one year we had like you know almost 900 aid skills it went too late okay. so i got a we they gave me a curfew <laughs>
4: yeah
3: yeah they gave they gave me a curfew <laughs> and you know i've always been real lax about letting people sign up because i feel like you know it's an easy thing to just i know people travel from far and they it's hard to make arrangements sometimes so I allow them light signups, but now I've been trying to discourage it a little bit because we have to be, I try to be around 700. You know, we can, there's a give a take there with how fast you can go throughout the data to to get that many people Mm -hmm. through. So we had like 760 or something, which is, you know, a normal amount. So all in all, I think the attendance was up and there's a lot of new faces that came. So I was excited about that.
1: So how much truth is to that speculation that this could be the last dirt?
3: Um, well, it's Uh, not necessarily, it's not, yeah, it wouldn't be for. Uh, it would only be because the there's a club there that operates all year, and they're trying to do whatever they can to get the facility up to par with what the city's wanting. Uh-huh. And there's not a lot of money in that pot, I don't think, to get all those things going. So they're trying to use their own resources and trying to get people to help. And and uh, I just think it's a matter of. Jumping through the hoops that the city wants them to do, and coming up with a plan that they can, you know, facilitate with a mobile stand that comes in and out, and something that's not permanent that they can use week to week. So uh, it doesn't look good from my standpoint, just because to handle that many people, I need something. You know, I need a real big driver stand that's long and that we can have a lot of people on, and and a timing tower that can have somebody be warm and not be out in the elements. So. I mean it's not impossible, but it's not uh we'll have to see. I mean it's still up in the air.
1: Right. That's crazy, man. So Yeah. I you know I the last podcast we had JQ on, that one sparked a lot yeah. of a lot of questions. You won't you would you wouldn't believe how many people called me after I did that interview about that's not what happened. That's no that's not true. That's yeah. not true. So you were yeah. one of those people <laughs> who messaged me right after I did the interview. So I'm sure you want to address some <laughs> of the things that he said. Um yeah. I guess we can start with the whole stickers thing. So this is the true other side. We had JQ's side. This right. is really yeah. straight from the sword. So what was that with that?
3: <laughs> I did hear a lot of other people saying that they knew what happened. And it's funny because I you know, you don't see me on the internet ever on my fa- I have five Facebook pages. Five. <laughs> oh, you don't goodness. see one and I have a Twitter page and I have a website. You don't see me one time on there talking about this this stuff. Right just because I feel like it's personal. It's not something that needs to be aired out on the internet for people to know. Right. You know, it's about the integrity of the race and me in in trying to make things go smooth and address the people who it it is in reference to, and not make it available for everybody. But so I, I do that, you know, and I try to have respect for JQ and respect for what I'm doing, and and I don't feel like it's necessary to be on the to get people's opinions about it even or. You know, try to air it out for everybody to have a say in it because I just feel like that just adds to whatever drama goes on. And I don't like I don't like that much drama. But so to 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 answer your question, uh, basically, there's Jake. You know, it's a big group of people. There's you know, it's there's three tracks going on. There's a drone race going on. There's people everywhere, and people are having a great time. And I get that he's. He likes the marketing, and I get you know sometimes negative negative publicity is good publicity, and so there's stickers all over the place, and it doesn't bother me actually one bit. I see him a bunch. Mm -hmm. Then I I, you know I go and I have to design these backdrop banners, and I have to make sure all the logos are correct on there. And you you know they're expensive, you know they're like five hundred or however many dollars they are, and all the all the people who sponsored are on that thing and I buy all the champagne and I buy the bottles and I get them set up right and then all of a sudden I notice there's a big JQ sticker right in the middle of the backdrop banner and so I go to take it off Which, you know, to me, it's whatever. You know, it's cool he's doing it and saying, no big deal. I can take the sticker off. But I can't get the sticker off because it's a die cut sticker. It's really sticky, and each one doesn't come off. So as I sit there forever with a million things I got to do trying to take the sticker off, I notice it leaves this big smudge mark right in the middle of the banner, a big white, pretty thing. I I just got it. Now it's got this big, huge smudge mark thing that I can't get off. Now I got to go find some goo gone. And, like, to me, I'm just like, dang it. I wish he wouldn't do that. And then I look at all the bottles, and every every bottle has it on it. I can't get them off, so I have to get somebody to get all the bottles off. Huh. So I, I nicely go over to his pit area, and I address JQ nicely. I say, hey, JQ, did you put those stickers on my backdrop banner? And he says, yeah, I did. And I said, well, I'd, I'd like it if you wouldn't put the, ban- the stickers on there. He said, well, don't take them off. And I said, well, I'm going to take them off. He said, well, don't take them off. And I kind of looked at him weird like, are you – are you something wrong with you? I'm just—I'm telling you, it's my stuff. Don't put it on there. And he just said, "Well, I'm putting it on there." I said, "Well, don't put it on there. I—I I pay for those things. It's my property. You know, I have them looking.
1: Yep. Sorry. All
3: year with, with 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 sponsors and promoters and people to try to put their logos on there. You know, it's bigger than your little JQ takeover. I get it. It's, it's cute and fun. <laughs> <laughs> but you know don't don't put it on my things cuz I, I there's a point to hold that thing i'm putting this event on and i would rather not have your logo in the middle of it when all these people have paid money to to be on there so he just smugly did whatever and i left it at that i i go and tell people in my booth don't let J.Q. come over and put anything on that on that backdrop banner the big kid that works with me Sean after a while, he comes over and he goes, man, right after you left, JQ came straight back over and started putting that sticker back up. And I ran over there and told him, don't you touch that thing. I will, I'll, you know, whatever he was going to do to him. I said, well, don't do anything to him because he's only getting
1: – Joey, you're uh, – I don't also, know if, I don't know if you can still hear us, but you're breaking up a little bit. I don't know if it's – Oh, <laughs> sorry. Can you hear me now? <laughs> yeah, you're good. Okay. So we, we, here, we lost we here. lost you after your, your big guy uh, – uh, ratted him out.
3: <laughs> he was so Yeah, my big guy ratted him out. Yeah, yeah. So I went back over there and I said, JQ, did you go to put stickers back on the thing? He's like, Yeah, I did. I said, Well, don't, don't do it. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I'm tired of it, and that's it. Yeah. So, long story short, I, I felt like that kind of got solved, even though he said I'm going to do it again. Um, and then uh, all of a sudden, every team manager starts coming up to me and saying, Hey, you know, JQ, uh, turn. Turn the radio while they're on the track, and then Ben okay. Sterling comes over, and Ben Sterling's just furious, about ready to cry. It seems like he's so upset. After JQ tells me, you know, oh no, he's my friend. You know, Ben Sterling's like, um, Ben Sterling's like, yeah. Uh, uh, can you hear me still? Oh yeah, a little
1: bit. You're yeah. breaking up. You're breaking up in and out.
3: Huh? I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> anyways anyways, uh so all the team managers come over and say, You can't let this kind of thing happen. You know, he's disrupting this guy's race. He flew from all over the country, he's in his main event, he's trying to pull over from JQ. JQ gets mad because he flipped over and tried to punch over top of him and crashed, and then he turns his radio off. So I basically went over and told JQ, Hey, you can't do that. You're disqualified from racing anymore because you can't disrupt my girlfriend's giving me the signal that she can't hear me anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's. You're, you're,
4: I can turn
3: my I can turn my Wi-Fi off. Maybe that'll be better.
1: <laughs> oh, maybe. Do you get good signal in your house? Yeah. Yeah, give that a shot.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Sam said JQ
2: is hacking the phones. <laughs> JQ is totally hacking the phones. Hacking the phones. You there, Johnny? <laughs> oh, let's see if we can get a better reception here.
1: <laughs> is that better? Uh, I can hear you now, for sure.
3: Okay. All right. So, (sighs) I guess I pulled JQ aside after I heard all that, and I just said to JQ, hey, you know, I actually was super nice to him, as nice as I could be, saying, I get that you're trying to market yourself and and make make a name for yourself and be on the radar, but I have a job to do, and there's integrity to this race, and we work really hard all year long, and you're just causing problems and at the point to where you're – it's like going to NASCAR and, and messing with the wiring on another guy's NASCAR or cutting his brake lines or messing with his fuel lines or you're you're doing something to disable the guy's car so he loses it. You're lucky you don't get banned from NASCAR for life for that. Right, right. Yeah. But like it's just blatantly saying I, nobody – there's no rules here. I can do whatever I want and nobody cares because it's – they just don't care and I really care. And so – it had nothing to do with the stickers. I dressed him with the stickers. You know, I'm not going to kick somebody out for stickers, but it did. It did set the tone for him looking straight in my face and saying, "I'm going to do it no matter what you say." And All at right. that point, I'm like, "You're really dangerous at this point because if I say don't, because at that point you're kind of a loose, weird, yeah, weird yeah. thing going on there, where, where you're saying, "I don't care what you say, I'm not going to listen to you." At that point, I was almost like, "Well." That's really weird, you know. Like, why? Why would you even come across to me that way? And then when I found out, he just turned some guys blatantly turned his radio off. The reason I kicked him out was it was a combination of those two things, but mainly because he said, uh, because he turned that guy's radio off.
1: Yeah. So
4: that's
3: it. That's crazy, man. You know, after
1: listening to yeah, him man. last week, I kind of saw his side. Like he, you know, his point about, you know, that's that's kind of what it is. It's you know, posting stickers when you're not supposed to, but. The fact that he told you that he was going to do it anyways, I can see that how that could be very frustrating. Yeah.
3: But here, but here's the, here's an equal thing. It's like me getting on somehow getting onto this podcast of yours uh-huh. and doing something disruptive to it every time you're on it, and then people going, "Oh my gosh, did you see the podcast where you know Joey got on there and was just putting graphics on there, and they they didn't know how to stop him, but he was putting these other graphics that said you know the dirt rules or whatever, and it disrupted your." Your podcast. Yeah. And I did it over and over and people just kept talking about how, how what a rebel I am and how funny it was. And at some point you guys would be like, Dude, this is my podcast. Like stop like stop disrupting it, you know?
2: It's understandable. I mean it's something you've worked really hard for. I mean yeah. obviously you don't want that to to go to hell over something something so yeah pretty, and he just you know.
1: jeff pointed out he was just ruining our podcast just now making you break up while you were talking i can't believe he did that <laughs> <laughs> that's funny
3: no but I mean, yeah JQ, I, i've helped jq jq and i've been friends over the years even though he writes you know the most negative and points out everything negative he can about everything that i do there and he'll once and he'll say yeah it was the best track ever i like the track but it's like if if I immediately left your show and had a vlog of my own that criticized the way you talked, the way you answered the questions, how stupid every question was, how it wasn't well thought out, Jeez. how and I just went on and on and on. Tell us how you, you really feel. Would you guys feel? like that? Okay. No, yeah, I guys, know. no, no, Do you Have a blog? No, no. I <laughs> <No, you laughs> get my point. Yeah, I get your point. You get Absolutely. my point. It's yeah. like it's like you're 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 doing the show to promote RC racing, and right. you're doing it to like make rc racing cool if i was on the back side of it just pointing out you know why can't you have your whatever it is a whole bunch of negative stuff after a while you'd be like dude we're trying to do something fun here (laughs) we're trying to do we're trying to do something to enrich our lives while we're living in a mundane world we're trying to have rc cars and have some fun and have some races and have big events like how important is it to point out how negative everything is about it and how not perfect it is yeah like to me it's really disruptive and if you're somebody who supports that I don't support that and if you're if you're somebody who supports a guy you know turning off cars at the races I'd rather you not come to my races right like, that's it I'd rather you not disrupt what I'm trying to do in a negative way just for your own publicity like to me that's really silly immature and like I don't support that one ounce
1: yeah and that's that's definitely understandable yeah Absolutely, but I mean, you heard. the I mean, did you listen to the JQ podcast? Did you listen to the whole thing? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, he he really. There was uh, there was also people that like like him now. Like he really here in his side, there there was almost. Yeah. He made himself seem like there was there was a good re- like not a good reason, but he made himself yeah. look innocent, which was.
3: He's a smart yeah. dude. Apparently. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. You don't have to be that smart. I get his whole point is hey. I want to be a all the famous graffiti. All the famous artists are old, are ex graffiti artists. Every rapper was a drug dealer. Not every one, but that's kind of the mo of being famous. Is you got to be a rebel. You got to sell drugs. You got to, you know, cuss a bunch and say a bunch of bad stuff, or you got to graffiti the walls before you're like you got to do all these illegal things for you to get kind of street cred, which I feel like is not a positive in our society, and it's something that you shouldn't really support, even though people think it's cool. It's a sign of our sophistication as a as a group of what is important like you know is it that I, I I get his point he's trying to be he's trying to say don't paint there and I'm gonna paint there because that's what we do that that's what Americans like you know it's like that rebel type of graffiti yeah. artist. And I'm like, I know, JQ, but if you go paint the sign after the cop tells you not to, you're going to get arrested. And JQ's coming, so he's saying, so right now you're arresting me technically. I'm like, yes, that's exactly what's happening. I told you not to. You're doing it. Now you're in trouble. That was our back and forth. And it was nice, but to me, I'm just like, I don't want it at my racist. I don't yeah. want the I don't want the rebel guy trying to disrupt everything, you know?
1: Yeah. How did to a he, certain extent, it's okay. Did he, when you told him that he was no longer on the... Uh, You know, he was disqualified. How did he take that news? Was he insubordinate? Did he kind of blow up a little bit? I mean, I was actually really surprised that he stayed.
3: Well, he could tell I was serious because, you know, there's been times when he got disqualified and his car was underweight. Underweight. When he first came out with this car and he was going to bump to the A, and his car got disqualified. I didn't disqualify it, but I have a tech team who does it and he's underweight, so he got disqualified. <laughs> he stood in front of me, in front of everybody, and chewed me out and told me what an idiot I was, how stupid I looked at the beginning of the event when I didn't have a, a starting grid, how I'm an American and, a, and I don't have any rules and why I make rules now because we're dumb and we don't even have rules. And He like belittled me right to my face. For so long, I swear there was a moment where I almost punched him. That's how mad I got.
1: And, like, you don't, and you I, don't I, get mad. I, no. I, don't, I
3: don't. No, I've never seen I know. And so I'm like, that, who though. is this guy? Why? Why are you like? I'm trying to put on a fun event here. Like, why are you, now? Now you're not getting your way. You're just gonna like say all these horrible things about me, which they're hurtful. They're not nice. I'm like, I'm like, man. And I didn't. And I just said, sorry. You're still disqualified. And I, and I left. I didn't even do anything about it. But there was a point where he got me so upset. I'm like, why is this guy trying to? What's his deal? You know, like, so, right. so this time I had just said to him, like, this is, you know, Nature Challenge is a big event. It's bigger than me. It, you know, I've been doing it for 19 years, and it started as a small thing with my dad, and and I've done it mm-hmm. with my friends. It's turned into a bigger, bigger thing than me. And people spend their hard-earned money and their vacations to come, and like, it's really fun. We have a great time. We have camping. We have barbecues. We have people drink beer. We have all these things going on. It's a, it's a great time to hang out there, buddy. And then there's JQ, who like – I don't know what his deal is. So, <laughs> so after after he does that, I go over to him and I say, Joe, this is my event. I, I realize this is my event, and if I wanted to – this is what I told him. If I wanted to, JQ, next year at the Nitro Challenge, it could be only this certain car is advi- invited. Kind of like you know how Kyosho Masters has a Kyosho Masters race? Yeah. right. And only Kyosho cars are there? I could say – only this car can come, because it's my race, and I don't, I'm not part of a group, an organization. It's just me, right. and I can make those rules. And if I wanted to, I could say every car is available to come, except for this car. If I wanted to, <laughs> right? Oh. I could do that, and and I could say I could do whatever I want. I, I can refuse the right. I, I could I could I could refuse service to anybody I like. Yeah. And so here's your options. Either you stay here and help your team, and don't cause me any more problems. If you cause me one more problem, I have the police on 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 site, which I talked to the owners of the property, and they're there. I'll have you escorted off the property, and that's it, and you, you're not coming back. So those, those are your two choices, and if I hear anything else from you, you're not coming to any of the races I put on. I put on five races a year in the United States. There's one every weekend, so five out of the 52 weekends. There's 48 other races you can go to. You're just not invited to mine because you cause me so much problems. You're so negative, and everybody thinks it's cool except I don't think it's cool. So I don't care what everybody else thinks. I don't think it's cool. Team managers don't think it's cool. The other racers that get affected by it don't think it's cool, and so I'm done with it. So if I hear any anything else from you, you're not coming to any of my events. That's it. Done. And if you cause a huge problem and write up some stuff on your blog, I won't let any of your cars come either because I'm sick and tired <laughs> of, of all that? the hassle that I have to go through. I, I, I have so much to do, and it's every guy's waiting to talk to me. Joey, come here, I need to talk to you. You gotta do something about this. And the next person, Joey, you know, it's every team yeah. manager who's paid money to be there, their whole teams are there. It's serious. So he thinks it's funny. He it comes across as funny, but I feel like he understood what I was saying and he was respectful about it. And but that's what I told him. I said, those are your options and i left it at that i didn't put it on the internet i didn't broadcast it to anybody and so what what why i'm saying it now is because right away i see this video of him going look what's on my car look what's on look, <laughs> I look saw look that. this i told this is my property he's just mocking me he thinks it's funny he's mocking yeah, me right. when i when i when i had enough when i had enough respect for him to keep it in private and talk to him and tell him the things i told him and say here's your options, and please, you know, be respectful of my deal. Either you're going to do these things, or you're going to get escorted by the police out of here, and you won't come to any of my events, and neither will your car, and you're done. Right away, he gets online and makes a video making fun of me telling him, "This is my property. Don't put stickers on my property." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, dude, how do you not get the message I'm trying to send you?" So, at so, some point, if you're not happy with what I'm doing, don't come. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's right.
1: so, to be no, per- that's- to be perfectly fair, um, and I'm not I'm not justifying or. or- taking anything away from what you're saying I didn't get that vibe when he posted that video that he was mocking you right so unless uh, I guess to you since you were in that conversation you knew that he was mocking you but not one time did I say that's total disrespect to Joey so know that you you, it didn't look disrespectful to you and. uh, to the public, at least from my eyes. Okay. No, but but here's here the thing.
3: Those are the words that I said mm-hmm. to him when he when he and I were in private discussion. Right. This is my property. Do not put stuff on my property. Yes. <laughs> and he's he's just going around going, Who put this on my property? Did you draw me Yeah, you know, I'm an artist. I would not draw that little whatever was on us. plus I would never I wouldn't put stuff on his van. I'm right. trying to like solve the problems. Right. But he's just making it like I put dirt stickers, you know, like I am part of the. I, I just felt like, leave me out of that stuff, dude. I don't want to be a part of it. And I was respectful enough to you to keep it in private, not blast it on every Facebook page. And now you got it on a video where I'm just like, you know, I'm, I just thought, man, yeah. I don't know. I'm over it. <laughs> yeah. So, is, he, so is that,
2: he. A lot of people agree with you. I mean, pretty much everybody on the on the live feed, I mean, everybody that's commenting. Pretty much. Says, hey, yeah. Man, and know, it's, it's one yeah. thing I hear what you're trying to do.
1: It's one thing that yeah. he does what he does because, you know, even for the publicity part, I could understand that, but right. there, yeah. there needs to be a balance of respect. Sure. And it's, yeah. it, again, I didn't know that that's the conversation y'all had, so I didn't know that he was disrespecting you, but apparently, you know, if that's what he was saying, he was definitely mocking you that it's kind of messed up. Right. Yeah. Nobody knew the back
3: you know. And I told JQ in our private conversation, they say, JQ, you and I are a lot alike. You know, I like marketing. I like uh, here's my vision of here's why we're similar because I'm trying to create something that hasn't been created yet. I'm trying to create these events that haven't been created. I'm trying to put all these tracks together. I'm trying to push the envelope and make this national series. You know, I've got these like ever since I've been in it, I'm trying to create something that hasn't been done. And so it's all new every time I, I show up. I'm doing things. I'm not following a model. And he's yeah. not either. He's trying to, he's on his own. He's, he's got his own odds. I, mean, I think he creates half of his own odds, but he's going against the odds because he's a young, he's a single dude trying to do this big thing, which I totally respect and admire. I think it's awesome. And I think he's a smart guy. And so I like all those things about JQ. And that's why I have respect for him. Right. But on a personal me to you, and hey, we're both guys trying to do something here. If you're going to push it that far, then you're not welcome. That's, you know, and I'm not going to judge you on that. Just, I don't like that as far as something I have control over, which are my events. I don't want that here. And so if you can't control yourself and do that and not do that, then you're not welcome. Now's it, you know, otherwise I respect what he's doing. I respect Max more. And I think the team did good. All of his guys did good. I mean, you know, I'm a racer and I like racing. I just don't want it to be, get too weird. That's all.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So you you said something. Uh, a second ago, that, that caught my attention. You said National Series. Uh, that was one of the yeah. things that I was going to ask you on. You know, you've already built this, this uh, you know, the mecca of all RC races. And I was going to ask you what was next. And you said uh, National Series. So how much detail can, can you go and let our listeners know about yeah. this National Series that's, uh, that may be in the future?
3: Yeah, yeah. I'm excited about it. And if you've known me very long, you know, I talk about it every year because I feel like there's a, a, a need for a national series that's fun and uh, that just has a really good website that covers it, like like super. Like I'm a golfer and I, and I'm an ex motocross racer, and so you know if you can watch the FedEx Cup on golf and it has all the courses and it has the current leaders and it has their profiles and you can watch the live broadcast.
1: Oh yeah, and, that would be cool. And same
3: with same with Supercross series that you could you could look at each yeah. facility where it's going to be and and learn about who's in the lead and what the points are, and so I feel like. RC cars is such a cool sport, and like the the racing is so intense, and the competitiveness, and the teams, and the you know, there's so much to it that I feel like we're not representing it well enough as far as like not only like uh, 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 a website that covers it. To really highlight the, the, the drivers and, you know, really showcase who they are and what their brands are and what they're about. Like, like you can, you can follow NASCAR and learn about all your favorite drivers. You yeah, can follow them cool. across and learn about those guys. I, I feel like RC deserves that. So I'm doing this series. It's called the Dirt RC series. Oh, and I've teamed up with Jimmy Babcock and uh, his guys along with Aaron Webb and the people on my team. And I got, uh, I have really good manufacturer support. And this year I'm, I'm, I'm not adding points for the series i'm just going through all the races so race one is the nitro the nitro challenge race two is coming up it'll be the silver state indoors which is uh may 3rd through the 6th then the next one is that same month down in your neck of the woods at the lone star race this will be the fifth annual lone star challenge we had like you know a, a record attendance for texas rc racing with like almost 360 last last year so we're looking forward to coming back in, on may 25th awesome. and then we're doing the finals in uh, southern california at thunder alley and the date hasn't been decided yet just because there's so many races in southern california but basically you know i've got the manufacturer support and we've got a really good team to put it all together uh adam Epp, the guy that used to make all the websites for proline he's a good friend of mine he's designing the new website kind of modeled after the supercross website mm-hmm. awesome so I think things are coming together little by little, you know,
1: that that's awesome. And we, so we got, we had a uh, comment from someone on the live feed. They were wondering about any plans of it being a big dirt East coast race.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I feel like it would be so fun because I feel like East coast racers have such a passion and there's like this big groups of, of East coast racers that are really, uh, they're really dedicated and committed to RC racing and really cool people like East Coast Hospitality and Southern Hospitality is the best, especially coming from California where it's hard to get people to say hi to you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
4: absolutely. It's
3: just because it's so – you know for whatever reason, just going to the East Coast, people are so nice, and I know a lot of people have families and jobs, and so they can't make it to the Nitro Challenge. So for a long time, I have felt like – and people have asked me, hey, do you think you can put on a big race on the East Coast? So it's definitely something I want to do, and uh, I just feel like I do one step at a time, but – you know, I've I've asked about good venues and places where we could have a lot of people, and you know, weather sometimes is a, is a problem. But you should but actually, yes,
2: you should actually probably talk to. Now I'm not just saying this because I know this person pretty well, but Kevin mummerd at yeah. LCRC. Yeah,
3: I build a track for Kevin, and they're I mean, great. Him and his wife are great people. Yeah, absolutely, they're great, so, great people. if you could have yep.
1: if you could have any venue on the East Coast, where would you want it to be?
3: Wow, ah, like, I uh, don't know. If there was a if there was a Thornhill on the East Coast, <laughs> it would be ideal because Thornhill's in, Thornhill's outdoor, but it's covered. Yeah. So like, outdoor, you never really have to worry. Yeah, it's outdoor indoor. Like, you don't feel like you're indoor because it's covered with the breeze and the, you know, it's just an amazing facility. And I feel like um, that would the one thing about races is the weather. So when you put in all that effort, there is always that chance that yeah. the weather could be and that's a big that when you're promoting really big events like that it's a big risk so we we do it in the rain and we've built the nitro challenge through a lot of crazy weather so i feel like it wouldn't be the end all but still you don't you ever want it <laughs>
2: right yeah. texas texas a few years ago was that way it was just
3: oh man crazy, it was crazy. rain it was flooding yeah but we had the race and a lot of we people did. came and it was covered and we it did. was cool. So that was yeah. that's a big relief. Yep.
1: Yeah. So at what at what point did you feel like the dirt actually turned into the dirt that it is today? So and I I say that because there was actually when I first really wanted to go to the dirt is they had I don't know who it was, but they made someone made a video and it was yeah. about how it was a culture and how you know it was a big family. And that was when I was like, I'm gonna go to the dirt one year. <laughs> so was, do you do you know what video I'm talking about?
3: Yeah, I think so. There's been a, there's, well, not necessarily no. There's been a few. <laughs> one of them was, um, there's been a few. So, one of them covers like all the people that come, and and I, more than one person's made different videos. So, I'm I'm kind of remembering where they interviewed families that came and they talked about their experience there. So I do kind of remember that one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah, that that's to me that's when it was like huge. I, I granted it was probably big before that but that gave yep. so much publicity to the dirt it was insane dude
3: yeah <laughs> i think there's like it, you realize it well for example you say like you were saying it, how how do you know if something's important or or you know it, like you notice you were shaking you were saying your hands yeah. were shaking right? <laughs> right so that's a good sign that's a good sign that like you're like wow i didn't realize this would be this way but i'm kind of nervous about this so right. it's similar it's similar for me when and all of a sudden, my life is smooth, and I wake up one day and I'm, and I'm like, God, I feel this anxiety. Like, like, the, like, the world is coming in on me all of a sudden. I'm like, what is wrong? And then I'm like, dude, the Nitro Challenge is coming. I'm like, oh my God, I'm worried about this. Like, it's this overwhelming realization that there's so many people coming, and there's so many people that are, like, you know, really successful and really have, have all these things going for them, and they're, and they're taking their time out of their jobs. And their families and and just whoever it is like there's so much weight that goes into those people just showing up at the track it's not the 90 dollar entry fee or whatever it is it's the thousands of dollars they've spent in their equipment and taking off of work and getting away from the family and flying right. out that like that's a lot of weight on somebody's shoulders when you realize man they're, they're counting on you and like there's nobody i turn to aside from like i mean it's not like i can ask somebody above me this is basically me and then you know aaron webb who is you know the guy that he's my right-hand man and then the team of whoever else is around that helps put it on so i think it was a few years back it's probably it was probably (sighs) when we first went to when we first went to um, the nitro pit in arizona when we realized that a lot of the european people came and there's it just got to be where then then live rc comes and some tv broadcasts come and some i don't know the news channel seven news is out there and uh, you just realize, man, it's bigger than you, and you hope everything goes well.
1: Yeah, that was an awesome answer because I actually, you're right. I feel the exact same way. And, and granted, we're on a much smaller scale, but you know, we started, you know, thirty, forty listeners, and now you know we get, right. you know, up to two hundred right. points, That's and cool. you know we get ten thousand views a week. And now it's like I can't stop it <laughs> because right, everyone yeah, yeah. and yeah. now I know everyone's watching when we when we go live. And it, you're right. It it's yeah. something that started out to be fun and uh, exciting, yep. and now it's like. Man, people are counting yeah. on me, you know.
3: Yeah, so. it's definitely bigger than me. I, I realize that, <laughs> and so we start. That kind of goes back to, you know, it kind of goes back to JQ, and and I get what, what his goals are, and I see the smart way he does it, and I I can admire those things to a certain degree. But if he were to walk through my shoes and see like how much effort it takes, and we're in we're in. Uh, in phoenix for a month aaron and i and we work you know it's like we sleep four hours a night sometimes not very much at all and we pay so many people to work for us to be there and we pay five different announcers and we pay you know all the all the things it takes you know and try to organize that and then try to organize all the different art graphics and all the different t-shirts and all the different flyers and all the different everything you can imagine to get all those events going and marking out the spaces and just it takes so much to do and then to have a guy be like, oh, man, you know, like <laughs> from my end of it, you're from a normal guy watching, I can see how they're easily like, yeah, that's kind of cool. I get that. Mm-hmm. But from a person like I, in my position, I feel like I owe it to all those people who pay that money to be there to step up and say that's wrong and I'm not going to stand for it. So that's when I realized there's a lot of weight on my shoulders because I can't just not – I can't look the other way Absolutely. and I can't. You know what I mean? Like I do it for all those people who are paying their hard-earned money to be there that don't care if he's got a sticker or don't care about that. They realize it's more important, you know, to like do the right thing and keep the hobby moving forward in a, in a positive, healthy direction, which I really think it is. Going, I really think it is. So
1: You have no idea how much I understand. And actually this happened recently <laughs> for our podcast. You know, we, we have a couple of guys on our podcast that come in, and I get so frustrated. Jeff's been there. Jeff oh, actually yeah. respects how much work is put <laughs> into this thing. But I get yeah. so mad when people take it as like a joke, take you know, where right. they're, they're just farting around like we're about to go live and, you know, they're just not, they're not paying attention. Why are you, why are you mad? What's wrong? What's wrong? Dude, it's because I'm yeah. trying to get everything together for everybody. And I don't I don't need distractions. I don't need people. Messed, I completely understand.
3: Yeah. I, I feel for you. Yep. <laughs> and again, this is much
1: smaller scale than what you're dealing oh, with. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so, but it's the same. It doesn't matter the scale. It's still the same. You know, like disrespect and is disrespect, and not appreciating somebody's time doesn't matter if it's ten minutes or an hour. It's still the same. So right. I get what you're saying for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I got
1: I got a couple other questions I got to ask. So one of the yeah. things uh, that I hear a lot of is, you know, Levi's name is coming up in a lot of these big races. Um, the RC Track Masters. That's another another big, another big track building you know promotions yep. race thing. How how do you do you, like, how do you feel, like, do you feel like there's enough room for all three of you guys, or, or is there a little bit of animosity and a little bit of competition between you you three track builders?
3: Yeah. That's a good question. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's a great question, because, like, before, so to answer your question, no. There's no animosity on my end at all. Okay. Uh believe I will call me sometimes, hey, Joey, you know, I'm stuck without a tractor. Do you know anybody in this area? Uh that you could hook me up with and i say yeah let me make a couple calls i call and say hey bob over at rental whatever my guy levi's down there he's a good friend of mine can you hook him up with a tractor and then levi says oh man thank you so much or levi will say hey i'm supposed to build this track and i can't do it can you do it and i say yeah what what's the price for that and i'll make sure i stick to your price so you know i'm not taking advantage of a guy who's in a dire situation trying to charge him more so levi and i have that going back and forth uh, Bobby and I have been friends for a long time, and since we're so far apart, we never have any. You know, Bobby and I are still friends, and you know, it, I, I don't really. I forget that he's doing tracks because I know him as a friend, and <laughs>
4: right?
3: it's it, it, it's not until I see that he's track master. It's like, oh yeah, Bobby does that, and I'm impressed with his tracks, and they look awesome, and I think that East Coast is is lucky to have him back there building tracks because they do a good a good job. And ultimately, more track builders just means that there's more people racing, and it's more you know the more the better yeah absolutely. if we had yeah. more manufacturers more more everything means that there's you know things are good and it's healthy and you know i'm not trying to dominate track building i don't build it hardly any tracks and last year i didn't build that many tracks in in the u.s or in the in the in, the, in california just because there's so much going on but this year I've, I've done it more but um yeah i'm not trying to dominate it i'm just trying to do my best and put on these races that i i do and and I'm not trying to go a whole bunch all over the place. You know, I do a few races each year. This year I'm trying to do a few more. I'm trying to do a series. Yeah. so right. but to answer your question, I Levi used to come and watch me build tracks when before his dad owned it. Another guy owned Thunder Alley and Levi would come down there and he would watch me do it and watch me do it. And then his dad bought the place and then Levi would still watch me do it and we would pipe it together. And then he kinda learned like my piping techniques and learned my techniques and I think he I think he builds great tracks, and I think they look awesome. And I'm, I'm excited to, I'm excited that he does
1: it. So, what are some of yeah. his his and your signatures like? Obviously, you have different styles. I know Bobby's is yeah. his is kind of just out of control. He's got the crazy <laughs> super jumps, those rendezvous jumps or whatever. That huge double they had. They have yeah. the huge wall ride. You know, I've, yeah. I've been on you and Levi's track, and I don't have the track expertise. But what are some of the signature differences between y'all's tracks?
3: Well, what I so as a For example, if you're a painter, you look at your paintings, you look at another guy's paintings, you'd say, oh, man, I'd never use that that color. I hate that color. Or I would never put those two shapes together, whatever. You'd have this critique from an insider's point of view. I have that same when I look at Levi's tracks because I own my own track for almost 10 years in Hemet. It was called The Dirt. Uh And we didn't have a hobby shop late. And so basically, I wanted 10 cars to start and 10 cars to finish. They're coming out there to race. I want them to have a good time. So... I was really mindful of making sure like there's ample infields. There's ample – like the, the takeoffs are, are narrower. The landings are wider because guys get squirrely when they're trying to punch it over a jump.
4: Right. And when
3: they land, they need extra room to land because I don't want them in the infield. I don't want them running into people. I don't want their cars breaking. So I noticed on my layouts I really like going uh, 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 left to right and vertical and horizontal. I prefer those, uh, and I don't like crazy angles like S-turns, for example, because if you look at the track after the S-turn, it's one line next to the pipe on the inside to the next inside. You might as well just make a line and not even groom that whole big SD (laughs) area. You just wasted so much space for that small little narrow line. To me, I would rather make a straight line with jumps so uh, if a guy could have a better setup or scrub speed and not jump it and then still hit that thing, I feel like it widens the racing line. And it makes for more exciting racing. And the other thing that I do is, that, so Levi, he does a lot of jumps into corners. He'll jump, and you'll land up on a corner.
1: Yes, I've noticed
3: and that. And <laughs> when I watch the races, I notice a lot of people jumping into the infield. Which for me, I prefer people not jumping into the infield and staying in the racing lane. So I build tracks to I try to accommodate, you know, 758 skills. Uh, the top quarter of them are pros the rest of them are trying to figure it out and so not everybody's that great that can hit those really technical sections so i try to accommodate a larger group that way a bigger scale of people can still have fun and not have so much struggle so it doesn't always work out that way but those are kind of the the, the differences he, he has a lot of jumps and corners and a lot of landings that are, are, are turning and jumping at the same time turns and jumps yes which he to does. me if you're a pro is fun but to, as an average racer i feel like for what i'm trying to do that's too difficult but I think they, his his shapes of jumps, his takeoffs are great. Like there's a lot of things about Levi's tracks. They look cool. You know, Levi's you, is a cool dude. Levi's a cool dude.
1: So you you nailed true. it. He did a track out at Thornhill, <laughs> and there was one section that I loved when I hit it perfect, but it right. sucked when you didn't hit it right. And it was a it was like a double double triple section that was in a curve. So you yeah. have to be turning yeah. while you're hitting these doubles and pitching your car. Like yeah. that's an awesome section when you're when you can hit it right. But dude, if, you, right. if you're not good at it, you're just gonna totally uh-huh. wander your shit up in that
3: section. Yeah, I think uh-huh. if I had a smaller group of of guys that were really good, I could do. I would be more apt to do those sections. Uh-huh. I just am trying to accommodate a bigger group that most of them aren't that advanced. You know, they're not they're not top level pros. So those are the things that I. That's the difference. the the The, the style of jump and the shapes mm-hmm. of his jumps and the shapes of his landings. Like you know, we have a lot of the same elements i just feel like the way we put them together for me it's easier to go back and forth straight you know and side to side because i can fit more track in there and i feel like it's easier for a racer to battle the battle the track rather than the angle of of wow i'm on a 45 going this way and i have to you know like i would rather you be able to get the straight straight up and back straight side to side down and then just battle the terrain so so to me that's my that's my thinking i don't know if it's correct that's just what i do
2: oh and it (laughs) I've raced on. I've actually raced on quite a few of your tracks, and pretty much every track that I've ever raced on that you built, it's always flowing. So every track right. that I've always raced at, I mean, it's every single track is flowing. Dude, that's I, and one I, thing that I, I really thanks. really like about. And, you.
1: I, and I love your I love your answer there because and not to knock Bobby because Bobby's my boy. too. we talk yeah. all the time? Oh, yeah. Not to knock Bobby, but I <laughs> yeah. asked Bobby. I said, so what was your thought? Because I. It's crazy to know how much thought you guys put behind building these tracks. You know, we just drive on them. You know, I'm just right. driving on damn thing. I don't think about, you know, how they're being built. And I asked Bobby one time, I said, Bobby, you know, what What was your thought process? And, you know, what do you go through when you build a track? And, I was, and Bobby's going to hate me for saying this, but he goes, I, I didn't even think about it. I just started plowing it. And I felt like this would be good here and that would be good there. But just to yeah. hear, I mean, obviously you got a lot of experience. You're, you're the flagship person to build a track. Yeah. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of thought process that goes in behind it. Man, I, I can For definitely sure. appreciate that.
3: Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah, like the. And when I make a track, you know, I just go with what's there. And so I get out there and go, what is my signature thing? Or what do I want to really do here that's going to be my big thing? I, it's it jumps across the front, and then you just build on that. And you put one section next to that and so say, does this work coming out of this corner? Because if you have a painting. It's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do a certain painting, you know, I'm gonna make it all blue. And then you get there to you realize, dude, I got this it just seems like this other red is so cool. Like, why would you stick to some thing that you wrote down when everything else is saying, No, do this, do this right here and then and then once you do that you're like, Oh, this opens a whole door for this and then you do that. So I create it each section at a time and I keep working and massaging that dirt until it comes out just I just feel like you just keep doing each section until it works. And if it doesn't work, you just keep working it until it works, and then you move on to the next section. And when they all piece together, they all work together. So that's my formula.
4: But
2: one thing thing I've always – (laughs) well, just thinking about it and thinking about the past tracks that you've built, the step-up has always been there.
1: That is always – you're right. Dude, you do have a step-up where it's like the mini-jump going into the top of the jump.
2: Even in Arizona, (laughs) here in Texas, I mean, it's just – it's been everywhere.
3: Yep. (laughs) I mean, people – when I, when I, sh- honestly, when I show up, cause I do it a lot, and I, I built tracks in other countries, quite a few mm. tracks, and especially in other countries, people, they all want it cause they see it on TV, they see it on the broadcast and stuff, so they all think it's a cool feature cause they don't have it in a lot of the other countries, so, um, but when I show up to a track and and I and they kinda ask me what my thoughts are, I say, Well here's what I'm gonna do and they all almost ninety percent go, No, step up and I'm like, Well, if you want to step up, they're like, Well, I mean, if you if you were gonna make it, you know, we we would think it's cool and I'm like, I can tell that they all really want it. So <laughs> it's, a, a, lot fun, of times it's they, a
1: fun jump.
3: Dude. No, it is,
4: it is. I like it, yeah.
1: yeah.
3: And I like <laughs> when they blow out at the bottom too then oh. then you can kinda like it blows out and then you can hit the backside and hop over. I mean, it's not it's not a it's not a like on a triple jump, if the face is gone, then you can't make the triple. But on a step up, you could still kind of like you know, case the back of it and hop up over the top of it or something. Yeah, it's oh, not you, a it's not can, a car breaking
1: you. jump. That's what's yeah, great it's not about a it.
3: car breaking jump. Yeah, and I like that the, <laughs> the 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 formula. When you look at it at, right away, you're like, oh my gosh, what is that? I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. I went to Italy and built a track at Ibr Padova, the very funny. first track they ever built there. That, the very the very first track that they ever had. I came there and designed it, and they, and the guys. The, uh, they hired me. They didn't know me very well and they had all this dirt outside in a blank canvas. So initially I'm like I'm going to build a step up right in the middle. So I go and I build – it's the biggest – mount. Like they had so much dirt it didn't matter. <laughs> it was the biggest, tallest thing of dirt and basically you make it like go up one side and then down the other and when that whole big – wedge of cheese looking thing is done then on the bottom you dig down and make a little tiny step but for the longest time i seen it, it the group got bigger and bigger of all the people that paid me to be there, and they're like what is this crazy dude <laughs> building right here like this jump he could jump over the whole building with this thing they thought i was building some oh they're at they were so scared i'm like no 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 it's got a tiny jump at the bottom and they were so relieved but i purposely tricked them thinking like just to freak him out Just leave life. it there. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So Jeff is over there freaking giggling away watching the live feed. We're gonna it's we're we're almost at an hour. Let's go ahead and hand it off to Jeff and see what the uh, what the listeners had they had some questions, concerns. What do you got, bud? Cool. Be, one one
2: listener said, What's your favorite car brand? My
3: Dang. favorite car brand. Wow, that's a yeah. good one. <laughs> you know, I can JQ I don't know. I don't, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I I think he's got a good car <laughs> uh, and it, it's proven because max Moore won that race and he's a good kid but uh, as a race promoter and a track owner uh when i first started i had a kyosho car and my dad liked that car for whatever reason and th- that's all i ever raced when i raced i raced at the world championships in las vegas with the kyosho car i did pretty good i, beat, I think i finished halfway in the pack but other than that i just feel like um you know it's hard to say because all i get to see is the racers not really the cars because i don't race anymore so yeah. right. you know i have certain brands that i like because of the people on the team and the atmosphere that they can re- they create you know like the, the techno groups a great group of dudes and the mugen guys are a great group of guys and you know i don't know so to me i'm not really partial to any any brand anymore well, that, that was
1: a really good non pineapple pineapple answer <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, that was probably the best I mean, that,
2: pineapple I've ever that's heard. That's the honest <laughs> truth. That's the honest truth. You know. <laughs> what else you got, Jeff? All right, next couple, next question. Couple people said pineapple too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> people want to hear about Silver oh, State. They really want to hear about Silver State. Oh man, you know, Silver
3: up. State is so exciting. So I just flew to so, to Vegas last week, and uh, I show up in the little office there, and then the people in the office are like, "Hey, hi, Joy." And also, this other guy shows up. Hey, you're Joy. Yep. Yeah. This other guy shows up, hey you enjoy it? Yep. Like there's six people all of a sudden standing around me and I'm realizing, Oh man, I'm part of this big meeting here. Holy crap. So then all of a sudden the boss guy comes out. We run over here to the boardroom. I'm like, Oh man, I should have dressed a little better. So we sit down in the in this boardroom and they got like the T V screen up there with the computer and all these people, this is the the he's in charge of this, he's in charge of that and they Oh man, it's as official as it gets and they and and the one guy who's in charge of the whole venue, he's just like, dude, I watched the entire Nitro Challenge on Live RC. It was amazing. <laughs> I'm like, no way. And then the other guy's like, yeah, I got it right here on my phone. And these guys got suits on and stuff. I'm like, man, guys will always be guys. At some point, every guy's absolutely, had an RC car. Yeah. And these executives at this hotel are like, dude, we're so excited about this race. I'm like, yes. And, the, and I'm trying to tell the guy, we need a pit lane. And one guy's going, yeah, yeah, pit lane. It's the thing where they come in. They got to get fuel. I'm like, I like this guy. That's <laughs> so, awesome. <laughs> yeah, there's one lady in there that's just scratching her head like you guys are five year old idiots, but
4: yeah.
3: the the other guys were were cool. So basically it's uh it's indoors. We've never done it before. Uh I don't know how noisy it's gonna be. It's gonna be noisier than anything ever, with fifth scale and eighth scale. It's probably gonna be smoky as heck too. And uh this guy assures me they've had motorcycle races, they've had side by side card races, they've had jet ski races in there. You know, so jet I'm races? just I'm just – yeah, yeah. they they, they lined that stadium with a stick plastic filled it full of water. You're kidding. That's why I like this guy. That's why I like this guy. I'm like, this guy's ready for action.
2: That particular one, I actually went – back in 2009, I went uh, there for Volkswagen of America. We actually raced in their parking lot, full cart race in their parking lot. I mean, that's the place to hold an event, though. I mean, if you're going to hold something like what you're going to hold – That's the place. So, are there two sides? Are there two sides?
3: Uh, No. It's called the Prefort Pavilion. It's almost brand new. It's like a huge convention center hall. And in the middle of it, has this big concrete median that has a little, you know, it goes down the center and divides it into two like rectangle shaped tracks that are huge. If they fill them both with dirt, it's bigger than a track that I need. It's bigger than the Fear Farm area. So, so, but it has a median that doesn't go all the way to the ceiling. You know, it's only like. 12 feet tall it's got a little elevator on one end so if you're in a wheelchair you can go in the elevator and get lifted up to the top it has bleachers that fa- face each side respectively so one set of bleachers faces this way one set faces that way and they're filling them both full of dirt and they got these big screens they got big fans oh, they got God, that like, sounds we got so jimmy, Bab- jimmy babcock's gonna run it and notch johnson's gonna run Fisco, and we got the big budweiser uh budweiser food thing with the stairs that go on top of it with like you know they're selling food out of it and
1: how far? How oh, far are the, man, far are the cool. craps tables?
3: Not far at all. I mean, you you literally <laughs> don't walk far. outside. Yeah. You don't walk. You don't walk. At, you don't walk outside. You can go to your room. Put live art. Live. They're gonna have the broadcast on the TV in your hotel room. So you no. Can Seriously? I swear. Yeah. That's yes. like the first ever. Yeah. I don't
1: think I've ever been to a race like that. Maybe yeah. snowbirds. So there's a lot like? of unknowns.
3: There's a lot of unknowns. Like I don't know how loud it's gonna be. I don't know. Uh, you know, there's a, there's there's issues about fuel. Like you're not supposed to have a certain amount of fuel in indoor buildings. So there might be some issue where we got a fuel in a certain area. Oh like, weird. I've never done yeah. it before, and I've been to races where they've had to do that. So there's a lot of things. Where, luckily, the racers are excited about it. I hope, hopefully, they know we're just pushing the envelope of racing and putting it in cool, uh, cool, cool new venues. So I mean, my buddy Tony Maj in, uh, in Vegas there, and uh, Kenny Johnson in Vegas there. They've both been uh trying to help me and point me in the right direction and talk to certain people. So they're great people from Vegas that have uh helped put this thing together. So I wanna tell those guys thanks for pointing me in the right direction and helping helping get it going. I think it's gonna be a successful, cool event.
1: It's a it's cool. It's gonna be air conditioned, right?
3: Air conditioned, yeah. And and there the the supercross is that weekend. We're gonna have a big party in the in the big bar oh, area inside God. where we can hang oh, out. It. Like all the dirt that's girls are it. gonna be there and it's gonna, it's gonna be fair, fun, girls. Yep. You don't have to yep. say anymore, buddy. <laughs> it's yeah. already. It's already. <laughs> as soon as
1: I saw the flyer that it was at the casino, it was sold. Yeah, that was Me and Jeff are, yeah. are we plan on making it out there. So unless yeah, something absolutely. else comes up, we'll be there. We'll see that. <laughs> we'll definitely
3: be there. Yeah, I'm excited about it. And then right after that's the uh, coming back to you guys at the end of the month for the Lone Star race, yeah. which I'm excited about, and Chris Allison and their families excited. So yeah, we got a lot coming up soon, and uh, we're excited about it.
2: So what's what, Go ahead What's your uh Somebody had a question I think uh Charlie had this question What's your opinion on like Artificial jumps Wooden jumps You know Metal jumps Different stuff like yeah. that Have you guys yeah, I like it You've ever Have you ever used it
3: Personally? Oh, yeah. Like, if you look at the old, you know, I used to own my own track, and I, my cousin worked at a, a steel shop, and so he would weld up these metal jumps for me, and weld up this big over under bridge, and weld up. And I was ready to like, I always felt like if you could do three qualifiers, and the first qualifier, the distance between the jumps were. 20 feet, and then round two they move back 10 feet. And <laughs> oh you my just, god! And, me, then, dude. and then round three would be, and it would move back <laughs> even more. And so it changed each time, but you kind of knew, you know, it's the same lane and everything, but the distance would change. I'm like, that would be so cool, and if I could have, you know, I even worked with Proline one time and tried to develop these plastic molded jumps, and Scott awesome. Hughes worked there. You know, I, I made these clay molds and. You know, yeah, I'm into that stuff. <laughs> so why, why haven't
1: you done that yet? That seems like an
4: I'm awesome idea. I'm still working
3: on it. Just like <laughs> yeah, you watch uh, actually, the the full size <laughs> trucks, you know, racing and they have those big wood jumps that they take right. off. Like, yeah. if it if it if it's another way to make something fun in RC cars, and another way to like you know get it into a place where there's not a lot of dirt, but you still want to race and have fun. If you can have some cool jumps made out of wood, fiberglass, foam, I mean i don't know racing's racing if you're jumping you're jumping i don't care what you're taking off of it's if it's you're flying off of something so be it
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> another uh, person uh what uh, well actually who's your favorite announcer
3: my favorite announcer that's man. a pineapple
1: question too this is uh, gonna be a good that's, pineapple, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, definitely yeah, a hard yeah. question well, i mean obviously you can't
4: answer i'll tell it.
3: you i'll tell you uh I have three favorite announcers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> pineapple, Gee, not Pineapple. <laughs> uh, Kenny Brosh has been my announcer for the past, you know, I would say 13 years. Right. And he's so passionate about his announcing. And he has such good uh, knowledge and expertise about the history of the drivers, what they've won, like the backstory about it. Like he's passionate about all those things. You know, I, I love that about him. Uh, Jimmy Babcock is just—he's a machine, and he can do a million things at once, and uh, he just—he's—he's he's, he's an expert too. He, he he can do everything all at once, and do the races, and and facilitate—you know—the world championships. Uh, a person who's never worked for me before. But I feel like is just so passionate about Scotty Ernst. And That's all about oh, yeah. Scotty Ernst. His enthusiasm yeah. for he could he could you could watch a snail race and just be at the edge <laughs> of your sneak. And yeah. he would just be like, Yeah, hey, coming around the next corner, ah oh, you know, he'd just be ah, yeah. oh, he'd oh, be yeah. so excited about it. So his his uh, his dial the way he talks and his excitement about it, Scotty Ernst, you know, for those reasons I think, you know, if I could have the that my dream team would be that the three of those guys working together would be freaking awesome.
1: Scotty (laughs) Ernest definitely needs to do one of your events, man. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, I talked to him at the Reedy race, and Scotty said, "Joey, I'd be privileged and honored to do a race for you someday." And I said, "Man, I think we're going to try to make that happen." So, yeah, Um, if
1: you're not good enough to do a race for, who is? (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) No kidding. Yeah. And Casey
2: Casey Peck actually uh, asked a pineapple question for sure. Yeah. Said, "Who's your favorite racer?"
3: Well, aside from Casey Peck, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Casey Peck's awesome because yeah. you know back in the day we made all of our own staff shirts yeah. and uh, we, we would take them to the printer. We would do it ourselves. We'd get back there and we were friends with the people, so they'd let us get their heat iron machines and you know. And we made one for Casey, Aaron and I, just because Casey's a good dude and, and he's so friendly and we've been friends with him for a long time. And Aaron Webb, my right hand man, you know, he's an electrical contractor and Casey is also. So we have a lot of history together. And We made Casey a shirt like probably 15 years ago. And Casey, even this Nitro Challenge still shows up with the shirt we made him. It says Casey on it, you know. And I mean, That's Casey awesome. Peck, while we're on the topic with Casey Peck, the one thing I like <laughs> about Casey Peck is, you know, he's passionate about his hobby but he puts it in perspective with his life like you know his fam- his family is so important and his time spending with his loved ones and people that matter are important and racing comes second and uh, he does it to enjoy his life and to me like that, that's i feel like that's a healthy perspective to have and not be so wrapped up with how you know to go so crazy to fight with people over rc racing cuz it's your life and you're here to like enjoy it, and RC Racing is a way to enjoy it. And at some point, you're not enjoying it anymore, or you need to get online and write these vlogs and blogs about how horrible it is, <laughs> you should probably take a break. Yeah. Not that you're talking about anyone
1: in particular or anything. No, no, no. Go
3: hang out with Casey Peck. Have a barbecue at his house. He'll probably calm you right down, You know, get you back settled in. you could probably enjoy racing a little more. He, Casey he Peck probably, totally
1: plugged himself right then, dude. <laughs> no, he probably is he, one of the I, nicest dudes I've I've met.
3: Yeah. In RC for sure But aside from that, I love Ryan Mayfield's uh you know, he's twenty Ryan Mayfield with a twenty nine flat. Ryan Mayfield with a twenty he's been twenty nines all weekend. Oh Ryan Mayfield upside down. Oh man, he's five seconds behind. Oh, Ryan Mayfield with a twenty five second lap. You're like, Dude, you have five seconds on reserve. Did you just how many turbos do you have in that? You know, it's like Mario Kart, where so you hit turbo. Like Ryan Mayfield has five seconds on reserve. Like that yeah. is crazy, and he could pull yeah. out. It's unbelievable. So that kind of like he's already at a level of just full punch, and then all of a sudden, when he needs to, and I think this goes for most of the pro drivers, but his style to me, like Ty Testman, is so clean that sometimes it looks like he's going slow because he's such a precise driver. Yeah. Whereas I, sometimes I watch Mayfield, he's got a little bit more crazy flair to it, which <laughs> you know I kind of like. I respect them both, and they're both great world champions. But I just like the a little bit aggressive and crazy, you know crazy style from Mayfield. so
1: Awesome. What else you got, Jeff? Uh,
2: they want to know if there's ever going to, and I could kind of answer this question too, but if there's ever going to be an option lane at DNC.
3: Man, the option lane at the, at the Lone Star race last year was really cool. It was it, super it was Chris cool. A- it, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was Chris Allison's. People always say, Joey, that was the coolest idea you have. It was Chris Allison's idea, 100%. Uh, he got a, his his software. He had talked to whoever he had talked to Brandon, and the new software allowed it. And he just really was excited about it. And, and he gave me an option: Do you want to do a side by side like uh, like the Red Bull Rhythm, or do you want to do an option lane? And we decided let's do an option lane. And so I think it would be awesome. And I, I think uh, you know who knows? Maybe I'll do it at Silver State. I just think it adds the one thing about. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. To, here's the thing. It adds. A crazy timing element, where yeah. when you're trying to, when you're trying to filter a thousand people through the driver's stand and get them up and get them down and have them know what heat they're in, it's like when you reshuffle. Sometimes people are lost for so long, understandably because they're like, "Where? What? What's going on?" So the Joker Lane. So I'm thinking Joker Lane. Is that what you guys are talking about? Yep. Yeah, the Joker yeah, Lane. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay, Joker Lane. So I I just feel like if it was easy enough for everybody to understand, you know, like 99 percent of them could get it really easy and not have it to be like a, where it slowed the program down, I think it'd be so fun. I think it'd be awesome.
2: I, I tell you what, that the option lane at the Lone Star, yeah. that I was was, fun. it was a blast. And yeah. it kind of screws with your mind because you're not yeah. just concentrating on like just where you are on the track. It's where you could yeah. be. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So or, it's like, or
3: if you're five seconds in the lead, you have to ask your pit guy, Hey, is the guy behind me? I know he's six seconds behind, but did he take the Joker the joke, lane which, exactly, which shaves yeah. off five which shaves off five seconds and all of a sudden he's driving and the guy just all of a sudden is next to him and he's like, Nope, he didn't he's right next to me.
2: <laughs> right. And that's the thing is you have to you have to work together more as a team with an option yeah. lane as you do just, just a normal race. So I yeah. I really didn't I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought I was doing yeah, good I'm, until everybody took the option lane.
3: <laughs> I, might do it at the, at, I might not do it at next year's nitro challenge i might not do that do that there but in one of the five races or four races that we're doing for the series i would like to do it because it was cool. such a cool idea and it just added a cool element so yeah it's on the on the plate
1: i like to take joker lane awesome. on the first lap so it sounds like i'm in the lead <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sam in the lead. right off with the confidence <laughs> exactly Came from 10. And then you th- throw out there. I haven't even taken the Joker lane yet. People are like, oh, man, he's so fast. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, I'm going to use that next time.
1: That's a good idea. I man. would. i tricked. No, him. but it yells. It says Joker. Joker, whenever you yeah. pass the Joker lane. So. Joker, Mark San Maria. <laughs> True. <laughs> True.
2: <laughs> I don't know why it said that, guys. Go ahead, Jeff. What else you got, bud? Uh, that's that's about it. All right,
1: actually. good. Because we're at about an hour and 10 minutes. We try to keep yeah. these at an hour. Okay. Uh, can Joe, can, I, add can I add one last thing?
3: Absolutely, bud. Uh, can I add one last thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. For next year's Nitro Challenge, it's the 20th anniversary, and like I've been trying to plan some cool things for it. Like I just felt like a little banquet, and you know I filmed 20 years of of me being in rc cars whether it's conventions or barbecues at my house with the pros or running buses with all the pros on it to every build we've done to all the races we've filmed almost all of them and i'm trying to put together this like tales of the dirt movie that we could premiere there and have a little banquet for people so you know i'm not 100 percent where the 20th anniversary is going to be it's odd timing that all of a sudden the fear farms you know under a little bit of duress and and they're not sure about it so to me, it's exciting because I don't know yet, but I just want people to stay tuned because we're looking for an awesome spot, and I think it's going to be super fun. and It's going to be a celebration of 20 years no matter where it is. Awesome. Let us
1: know. Maybe On Tone can be one of yep. sponsors. Yeah, yep. the sponsors. Yeah. We'll no, we would love to sponsor. We'll buy the kegs. We, we really would. <laughs> <right>. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put on a live broadcast. And, uh... <laughs> awesome. Joe, we, we really appreciate it, bud. And, uh, absolutely. Congrats on the amazing series that you're putting together, the amazing Dirt Nitro Challenge. Hopefully we'll see you at the next Dirt Nitro Challenge, but we will definitely, at least, planning on see you at Silver State, man. It's happening.
3: Awesome, guys. <laughs> hey, thanks for letting me be on your show, Jeff and Mark, and you do a great thing, and I'm glad, glad to be a part of it. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much, and I hope to talk to you guys soon.
1: Absolutely. Thanks a lot, man. I
2: appreciate it. Thank you.
3: All right, guys. All have, have a good night. <laughs> you too. All right. That was good.
2: So, well, yeah, we have a lot of questions on here, but we – Honestly, I'd, there's I, there's a lot of questions. It's hard to get through. I mean, obviously, we're at we're at an hour and 10 minutes, so trying to get every single I tried to take most most of the good ones that I could find. Uh obviously, we have some more stuff just to just to kind of do a
1: quick run through. But he can run through the live feed, and find them all. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to run through the live feed anyways cuz it's fun to see the comments. Oh yeah,
2: absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but the uh 452 Raceway, that they're doing a grand opening. May 13th, oh, yeah. or uh, May 11th through, through the
1: 13th. 13th. Yeah, we need to get with those guys and do some promoting for them. But Absolutely. And we um, maybe I mean, we'll – you know, I, I said we weren't going to do one Thursday. We might do one Thursday, but for sure next Thursday we'll be back. But, yeah, uh, again, sorry for the delay, guys, and we'll see you all soon. All right. Peace out, guys.